September 7th or something like that, I believe. You'd think I'd learn the dates better, but anywho, day 15, I think. Uh, and oh gosh, yeah, that's, I'm, it's the start of week three, so that's pretty cool. Made it through my attempt at uh, practicing starting from a space of the material world. That was interesting. It was also interesting to see how much symbolism is in the material world for me and how much, you know, I use the material world as like a springboard into other spaces. So that's cool. That was cool. Um, fun reflections, but I'm going to go ahead and release myself from that expectation of last week, that, that, um, challenge, and let myself talk about whatever I feel like again, uh, until I feel like challenging myself to something else. Uh, so today I was kind of thinking about, like, astrology, and how I approach astrology, how I look at astrology. Like most people, a lot of people know what their sun sign is, like their horoscopy sign, um, whatever it is, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, one of those, you know, wherever the sun was when you were born. Um, but there's a lot more that goes into it. You can pull a full chart, you can, you can do that online, there are a lot of places to do that. Um, but astrology for me is something that I've always taken with like a giant hunk of salt. Uh, like not even like a sprinkling, like a giant hunk. Just carry that salt with you. Well, me. I'll speak from my own experience. I just carry that salt with me anytime I'm looking at astrology. Um, because I think there's a tendency to try to look at something like that as predictive or um, as a as a way to define ourselves or 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 what our future is gonna look like. And so it's like if we see, you know, these correlations in our past or our present, it's it's easy to to then try to extrapolate that because you know, we all naturally have this fear of the unknown, and something like astrology, it can give us this sense of knowing, and I mean, like, I know it's like, it resonates a lot for some people, and you know, if it resonates for you, then freaking run with that, you know, like, sit with whatever resonates with you. But if it's, if there's something about it that doesn't quite resonate with you, like bring as much salt with you as you want. Um, and for me, it kind of started out as just like this fun, this fun thing. I was like, okay, look at, I, I learned about like moon signs and I was like, oh my gosh, there's a, there's a whole combo to your sun and your moon. And that's just like a very small part of the whole chart thing. Um, but so basically on that, you're the sun sign, wherever the sun was, was just based on, you know, your birth date. Um, you can also look at your moon sign, which is based on your birth date and time. Um, and so that's basically where, like, which of the signs your, the moon was in at the time of your birth. Yes. 
Um, and that one changes more frequently than the sun sign. Sun signs like every 29 and a half, 30 days. Um, the moon sign changes every like two and a half days because uh, the moon goes through all of the sign. Oh, yeah, that's the moon. The moon cycles through everything in 29 and a half days. Anyway, something, something physics. Um, but yeah, so you look at the, so the whole thing was like, okay, look at the combo of your sun sign and your moon sign and like, and like, that's got like, you know, like it, it, it shows you more, more into your personality and all these traits and it was fun to play with, you know? Um, and, and there's some stuff in there that also, that, that's like, oh wow, that is pretty, um, resonant, you know, or like it, it does feel like it. It, it reflects more and like it, it felt a little more um, intriguing to me because if you look at like a sun moon combo versus just the sun sign like the sun sign there's like 12 options with the sun moon combo there's 144 options so <laughs> reading something that's written for your sun moon combo knowing that there's 144 different versions um, it feels a little bit more personal, uh, which is cool. But I've also heard from people uh, that, that that combo doesn't resonate for them either, which is totally cool. And then, you know, like astrologers, people who are like very, um, study it a lot and are very knowledgeable in this, uh, will be like, well, there's a lot of other factors besides just your sun and moon. And like, there's stuff about like the ascendant, which is like, which sign was I think it, I think it's which sign was rising like over the horizon as you were born and that changes even more frequently it's like because you go through all 12 in one day oh my gosh there's like so much to it and it's just it's you can lose yourself in it you can like you can spend a lifetime studying this and I'm sure like continue to learn throughout it um, but yeah, it's such, it's such a big topic, um, and it's something that, like, I feel like for me, like, that hunk of salt I'm carrying with me is very important, uh, because I've always been drawn to those, like, archetype tests and stuff, and like, tell me about myself, and you don't know anything. Uh, so I know that looking at something like astrology where it's it's got all these things that says you are like this, you are this way, you have this, it's a little bit sticky for me, um, so I'm always very careful about it, and if I am reading something like that, I read it more as you may have a tendency towards blank, um, as opposed to you are blank. Um, and, or maybe even you may or may not have a tendency towards blank because there are parts of it that just, they just simply don't resonate. And if it doesn't resonate, that's okay. Like, I, I, I feel like everything in like spirituality is an offering. And if it doesn't resonate with you and you don't have to pick up any of it, it's just, it's there. If it resonates with you, if it doesn't, don't pick it up. You don't have to pick up anything. And, and, and deciding not to pick up some little piece of spirituality, some spiritual nugget 
deciding not to pick it up doesn't make you less spiritual. I would almost argue that it would make you more, because you're listening to yourself, and, and, and you have to go with what resonates with yourself. And if it's not resonating, don't pick it up. That's not for you. Um, but yeah, so the way that I use astrology um, is I kind of use it as like a fun algorithm. So like if I look at, I, I generally don't look at like predictive astrology. So like um, the podcasts that I do follow that are like the week of you know, this through this, these are the astrological events that are happening, so look out for these things. Those, they, and they usually post them before the week happens, or like they, or they'll do one on, on the upcoming month or whatever it is, and talk about all the astrological events happening in the month, and, and all these things to look out for. I don't listen to those before the month. I, I will only listen to those after after everything they're talking about has passed. So like, like at the end of the week or after the month has passed and I'll only listen to it if I feel called to listen to it because I often don't and that's okay too. Um, but I, but I sometimes like to, to retroactively look at them and, and see if there was anything, um, that lined up in a fun and interesting way. And then I use that as kind of like a prompt to dig deeper. So the way that I use astrology as a kind of algorithm requires some knowledge of astrology, like what the symbolism behind certain things are. So part of it is the aspects and uh, there's only, there's, there are several, but I'm only going to talk about the three big ones, or the three bigger ones, I guess, which is um, things can be in alignment. So like I'll use the moon and the sun as an example because it's very visual and uh, most people are at least somewhat aware that there's a moon in the sky and it does different things. So <laughs> when the moon is, is new, when it's, um, which is actually not visible from the sky, but it's the time that a solar eclipse um, could happen solar eclipses only happen on new moons um that's when the sun and the moon are in uh alignment with each other um and that's considered a conjunction so two things that are uh i guess vertically from our perspective aligned with each other um that's considered a conjunction and then when the moon is full that's the opposite so the sun um is opposite the moon exact opposite when it's completely full that's considered an opposition and then um the the third one is that i'm going to talk about is a square uh and that would be so like anytime the moon is half lit like very like it's a straight line down the middle half lit that's a square that's the moon is square the sun it's a 90 degree angle and so these aspects can happen between any of the celestial bodies so from and these are all from our perspective um so it can happen between any of the planets it can happen between the sun and the moon um and it can happen i'm not gonna get <laughs> i'm not gonna get too far into that but so um these aspects have um kind of characteristics to them so like a conjunction 
has this feeling of the two um, bodies that are in aligned with each that are aligned with each other like that um, in, in that same vertical plane they're working together uh, is the idea um, and then each of the the celestial bodies so like the Sun the moon um, the planets Mercury Venus Mars Saturn um, all of those uh, elements the or the bodies they have different characteristics to them which is really fun um, and actually if you have ever heard Gustav Holst the planets he's written like a suite on the planets it's got um, all the planets except for Earth and Pluto um, and fun fact I found out that he actually wrote that suite after reading a book on astrology so each of the planets um, was his musical interpretation of capturing the energy of that planet which is just so cool um, so if that helps you get an understanding of uh, the energies of each of the planets that's a fun one a musical way to do that um, but yeah so basically um, it would take if like the Sun and the moon are uh, conjunct it would take the energy of the Sun and the energy of the moon and they would be working together or if like Mars and the moon are conjunct you know it would take the energy of Mars and the energy of the moon and those would be working together right um, an opposition is kind of like a teeter-totter so it would be like kind of a push and pull between the two energies so it's like they're not quite working together they're a little bit in like it's, it's an opposition they're, they're in a little bit of a push and pull with each other but you have the potential to find that balance between the two so it's there's a push and a pull but with the potential of of um having the best of of both of those energies but also the the worst of both of those energies i guess um could be true um, but I like to look at the the best of the side of things. Uh, and then, so a square is um, kind of like a challenge, like squaring off is how I think of it. Um, so two bodies that are um, in a square relationship to each other um, would be challenging each other. So basically what I do with astrology is I take this, general knowledge of like what the aspects um the relationships mean to each other and then i take the symbolism of the celestial bodies and um when i'm listening retroactively to one of those uh podcasts on like what has happened in the past week or you know from that perspective it was what was going to happen if i'm called to listen back I'll listen to what what happened and those aspect ratios along with um, the bodies that were interacting and they're kind of fun because uh, astrologers um, the astrologers who have podcasts will generally go into what it means and um, with the with the aspect and the bodies involved uh, so it's like you don't have to super know all of the aspect ratios and all of the the celestial bodies and, and what their symbology is because they'll tell you um, and they'll tell you kind of what it what their interpretation of the aspects and 
uh, bodies is. Um, but I like to, to dig a little deeper sometimes and, and see what comes up for me. Um, and so that's kind of the way I use it is I'll, I'll listen back and like if something does align, I'll be like, oh wow, there was this, um, this one kind of feels, this one feels in alignment with what's been happening recently. And so I'll look at like what the, what the bodies are that are interacting and, and what their, uh, relationship was and kind of all the symbology behind that. And I'll just kind of use those as prompts to either journal or meditate, sit and like look inside and how that has been, um, evolving through my life or manifesting now. Uh, and so it's just kind of, it's, I use it as a tool to look introspectively and decide how I want to keep moving forward. So I don't use astrology at all in like a predictive way. It's for me, I use it introspectively and that's what works for me. And that's kind of, what spirituality I, I feel like is it's it's whatever works for you it's whatever resonates with you what feels true to you thank you for your presence thank you for your energy thank you for tuning in with me and most importantly thank you for tuning in with you